people disconnect in usually one of two ways. They disconnect by avoidance, withdrawing, shutting down, pulling away, or they get disconnected because they ramp up. It's called the anxious avoidance cycle. We call it the deadly duo. Right. That is the thing that creates disconnection in a relationship. Yes. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how to move through the rough patches in marriage. Yep, the rough ones come along here all the time, don't they? Yes, yes they do. But you can survive them. Here's how. Ready? Alrighty. Okay, (laughs) here we go. My husband and I have been married for five years. I know each relationship and marriage goes through rough patches, but how do you walk through problems to get to the other side, the better side? Mm. Kind of a general question on just marriage is rough and is sure. it going to be better thing? But how do you do that? What's the process of doing that? A lot of people have no idea how to make their marriage better, do they? Nope. Why is that? Do you know why? Well, I got a couple of answers. <laughs> Number your, one. What's your idea? Th- there's no, there's no before you get married, you might do marriage counsel, like premarital counseling or whatever, but that doesn't really give you the tools. And most people don't learn how to have good connection with Mm -mm. people, how to communicate with people or how to resolve conflict Mm -mm. with people. Nope. There's, you're not required to get a master's degree in marriage before you get married. Yeah. There's more requirements to get your driver's license than it is to do two of the major things in your life. Get married and have a baby. Right, exactly. There should be like a a mandatory test you have to pass before you're able to get pregnant or before you're allowed (laughs) to marry somebody, right? Can you imagine how much better life would be if it's like, oh, this is what healthy relationship looks like. Right, right. This is what hard relationship looks like. I think I actually want to do this. Yeah. This is actually why so many people choose to cohabitate now rather than get married. Because they want to test it out first and see see if yep. it's going to work. They want to try it on like a coat or it's a pair the, of shoes. It's the test drive Well, phenomenon. only a pair of shoes that you buy at REI because you can return those after a year. <laughs> the REI phenomenon of marriage. That's awesome. That's awesome. But it's true. A it lot is. Of, the other reason why people have no idea how to fix their marriage is because they're only using what was modeled for them growing up right and we always ask the question do you want your marriage to look like your parents marriage and most of the time people vigorously shake Shake their their head head no no. i really love the few times that we do see people who raise their hand and say yes my parents modeled a very good marriage for me yeah and but that is not the majority of the cases No. no it's not unfortunately um People just don't know what to do, but you're right, because they've never been taught. That's the whole reason why we are doing a stupid podcast on right. marriage is because we are trying to teach people how the how to, not just the why it's important, not right. just the yes, you should do this, but the actual how, how to. to. The first comment on this post talks about communication is everything. Discuss what the issues are and how to make changes accordingly. And always people go back to the communication thing, but uh, you and I actually disagree with that, don't we? Yes, that that is not the first thing that needs to be worked on. It isn't. What is the first thing it needs to be worked on? Little pop quiz here. Little pop quiz, anybody, anybody? Yep, Bueller, (laughs) Bueller. (laughs) 
<laughs> Name that movie. <laughs> Classic. Um, the, the first thing that has to be worked on is connection. Yes. You cannot have good communication if you are not connected yeah. emotionally. Yeah. And knowing how to get connected emotionally knowing how to regulate your own feelings and your emotions, knowing how to recognize the emotions and feelings of your spouse and actually wanting to get connected. It's that survival brain thing that kicks in whenever you get hurt or frustrated or disappointed right. that, that causes you to become self-protective. It's that thing that says, I want to make sure that I get my needs met first. You turn selfish rather than selfless. Right. And that is what immediately starts to disconnect people. And people disconnect in usually one of two ways. They disconnect by avoidance, withdrawing, shutting down, pulling away because they just can't sit in the emotional tension or they get disconnected because they ramp up and they become more anxious and they become more intense, which usually freaks out the other person, the other person and they start exactly. to pull away and withdraw. It's called the anxious avoidance cycle. We call it the deadly duo. Right. That is the thing that creates disconnection in a relationship. Yes, for sure. Again, you and I have had the fights where we've been mad at each other. And instead of trying to work on communication, I can remember in the kitchen walking up to you when we've been mad at each other and grabbing you by the hand and simply going, I want to make sure that I don't hurt your feelings anymore as we continue to fight through whatever this thing here is. Your feelings matter to me. You matter to me. Right. That's not a communication thing. No. Now we happen to be using communication. You have to use communication to convey connection. But we focused on connection first. And the minute I did that, the minute I grab your hands and I just tell you, I want to get connected to you. Your feelings matter to me. What happens? Just every emotion releases. It's yeah. just like, okay, I don't have to fight for that piece nope. any longer and yeah. i don't think i ever realized that a lot of what i have fought for when we've been in a fight is that connection yeah. piece i've always thought it was i don't feel understood or but really what it comes down when i'm not feeling understood it's because we're just not connected yeah and that you doing that boy the first few times that you made that shift over to just instead of trying to fight or or figure out what we're fighting about or trying to get through it. And you would stop and say, come sit by me. Let me hold your hand. Oh, I didn't like it. No. It was awful. No, no you did not. It, it just, you it, resisted I was like, it. yes, because I'm like, how can someone who has hurt me so badly want to want me? How can you expect me to want to be close to you? I don't get it. Yeah. And yeah. it's the, it is the weirdest thing that, taking that time to open up and let myself be close to you or hold your hand or yeah. be connected physically, yeah. how that actually changes that connection emotionally yeah. when it does not make one iota of sense when you're in your survival brain, yeah. when that part of you that's trying to protect yourself is on yeah. It doesn't make sense then. And even now, still, in my rational mind, it's like, I don't get how that works. Yeah, a lot, of people, a lot of people don't understand that the person who has hurt you can actually help heal you. Yes. We have this very black and white 
black hat, white hat mentality, which is you hurt me. You're the bad guy. Yes, it's for sure. stupid to trust the bad guy who's going to help you. We actually make an enemy out of our spouse. Right. Even though the spouse is the one who's supposed to be able to actually heal, help yes. heal you as yes. well. Now, that does require the offending spouse. And let's just put that into me at the moment. Whenever I hurt your feelings, I have to have enough self-awareness and self-regulation to recognize, okay, I hurt my wife's feelings. Instead of me being in my defensive brain and protecting myself, I've got to think about you. I've got to think about your emotions, where right. you are at. That's not always easy. I no. can't always get there quickly. No. And the times that I do do it, our fights end, it's end so much faster. And the times that I don't do it and I stay in that survival brain, that defensive brain, it just drags on and on and on. Yeah. And it gets harder and harder. And I go into survival mode yeah. hugely. Yeah. It's bad news and then it takes much longer when i hit that spot do you know what it is that happens in our fight whether it's short or long that helps make it possible for you to get to that state where you are now trying to understand you're trying to empathize you're trying to think about me not think about you do you, do you know what it takes inside you to, to get to that point? I think it's different in different situations. Okay. Sometimes it really does take you being the one to say, we are more important than whatever this fight is, us mm. being connected, not hurting each other's feelings anymore yeah. than they already are. Sometimes it takes that yeah. and it just brings me kind of out of that defensive brain that survival brain okay sometimes my my resilience is higher yeah and i can just because we've talked about this so much and we've worked so hard at it sometimes it just comes to me like i think the holy spirit must be in my brain Mm. in that moment that i can do that without any help or prompting from you yeah but um Okay, let's land on that for just a second, because that's actually really insightful. You said, because we've had a lot of practice at this, because you've had higher resilience. I think the couples who are willing to practice fighting rather than avoiding fighting, build that resilience. That means they're not afraid of fights the longer they've been married. Right. You and I don't have a lot of fights anymore, but no. we still have them. We, we do. still We're still fallible human beings. We're still selfish, and we'll still have a good fight every once in a while. Right. I think there's a lot of things that happen in our day-to-day life that, for most people, would be fights. Right, sure. And f- for us, we have practice and work for very hard for very long time on all of these things that we teach yeah. so that when those little, like I'll just give an example yesterday, you were kind of in a, in a grumpy mood yeah. and you had gone into the kitchen and I think you must've wanted to make something with ice and there wasn't any ice in the freezer. And I could hear really loud stomping and something slamming in the thing. Yeah. And that triggers me. Mm. I can't help it. But when you get overly animated in your yeah. behaviors, intense, intense, that triggers mm. survival in me. Sure. It just, it's sure. like, and in the past, early in our marriage, I would have come out and told you, honey, stop doing that. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to tell you, I don't like it. I just would have wanted you to stop because in my mind that's wrong you shouldn't be doing that yeah i'm able now to go 
oh, I recognize that my husband is having a hard day and his behavior isn't fantastic, but I don't need to tell him that. He's having a hard day. Mm. Now, if it continues and it gets a little more and it's really starting to worry me that something's gonna get broken or hurt or something, Instead of coming out and telling you, hey, knock it off. You shouldn't be acting that way. It's easy for me to be able to come out now and say, hey, honey, I know you're having a really hard day. Your behaviors are starting to be a little bit more than they should be or more than you probably want them to be. And I need to be open to hearing that. I have to admit, yes, I was slamming the ice bucket around. And yes, I have been mad. And yes, I was slamming cabinet doors. Because I'm in a bad mood. Right. But I'm not asking you to change your feelings. No. And in the past, that's what I was asking you to do. Yeah, easily. And so working on these things for over time, I have gotten to a place where things like that, which would have caused a fight, don't anymore. Yeah. And so self-awareness is a huge component of this. Self-awareness is absolutely essential for couples to have good conflict resolution, to be able to have healthy marriages that are actually getting better and better over yeah. time rather than worse and worse over time. Both couples, both couples, both people both in people. a couple yeah. need to say, it's important for me to learn how to do this thing called marriage really, really well. Right. And, and the couples that do that, man, it's just, it's really, really good for them. Right. And I think recognizing too, that even when you learn all these tools and even when you get good at them, that doesn't mean that all of your marriage is perfect. Now we are, we're fallible human beings. We make mistakes all the time. And so these aren't just learn it once, do it once and everything's good anymore. This is learn it, do it once, do it twice, practice, keep doing it because things come up and marriage is not a one shop, fix, stop. I don't know. Something like that. (laughs) One stop, fix shop. (laughs) That would be a Shannonism, everybody. Yes, exactly. But I think you know what she's saying. Uh, It it is, uh, what's the best way of putting it? See, now I've got Shannonisms in my head too. I'm stuck on it. Marriage is a skill. You aren't born knowing how to be married. You aren't born knowing how to be selfless. That's actually the greatest skill in marriage is learning how to be selfless while you are in relationship with another flawed human being right? who's going to make mistakes and it's going to cost you stuff and it's going to frustrate you. How do you handle that, those frustrations and those personal offenses? That is what makes marriage better. Yes. The people who learn how to do that the best and regulate their emotions and learn how to deal with that have the best marriages. But again, nobody teaches you this. There isn't a class in high school on how to have healthy marriages. That's why we have built the programs that we've built. That's why we make this podcast. That's why we do speaking things. Tomorrow we're doing a six-hour workshop at a church here in Portland uh, for, you know, uh, however many couples are going to show up because we want to educate as many couples because they haven't been educated, just haven't learned this. And it really kind of warms our heart when we have the couple who's been married for 45 years say, we are still needing to learn how to get better at this. That's going to be a lot of fun. Right. 
it's it's that couple that we had at a previous workshop. Oh. He was in his nineties. Yeah, they both were. Yep, and they had been married for five, five years. Five years. We but they they came out they came out to us and, and said, "How long do you think we've been married?" And we were guessing, you know, sixty years. And they said, "We've been married five years." And we we're like, "What?" And it's you know they both lost their first spouses to right. cancer or old age, and they found each other in their senior years, and they got married. Yep, and, the, and they went to a marriage workshop to learn how to do marriage better. Well, here's the best part: they just wanted to be part of the marriage group support, at their church and support yeah. other people. And they said, "We thought that we, you know, we've been married for a long time. We're older. Yep. We thought that we knew everything, and that we weren't going to really yeah. learn anything in your workshop. And we learned some really great tools. That yeah. was so sweet." That was really, really nice. It that was. was actually one of the I better better moments in our yeah. workshop experience. So all this to say is it's a lifelong learning skill that you get to practice and engage in to yeah. say, I'm going to learn how to do this better. And when you do that, life gets better. If you need some tools to help you do that, securemarriage.com, lots of tools available. Uh, some of them are for free. Some of them you have to invest in. But if you are serious about getting mar- uh, getting better at this thing called marriage, we want to become your one-stop shop. That's the word you were trying to say the last time. <laughs> we want to become your one-stop shop on all the tools on how to do that or find a community of other people who want to do this right. as well. Right. That's why we build Secure Merit. That's why this is our mission. This isn't just a hobby anymore. This right. is now our full-time mission to say, if we can make marriages better, then we've left a lasting impression on this planet for the yes. few years that we've been here. And that would be time well spent in my For opinion. sure. And if you're serious about that and you say, yeah, I want to be part of this whole thing called secure marriage, you want to walk around saying, yes, we have a secure marriage, let us know. Again, email us, reach out to us in some way and say, yeah, we want to, we want to be part of this and we would love to start building a movement. We think yeah. that we can start in the Pacific Northwest here and have the healthiest marriages in Portland and then Vancouver and then Washington and Oregon and then Canada and then Idaho and then California. California. And it can be this kind of wave that kind of moves across the nation by having everyone know how to have healthy marriages yeah that's our little dream we're hoping to get that done by next tuesday so (laughs) if you want to be part of that join us keep listening to the podcast send us in your questions um check out some of our workshops stop by and say hi if you want to have dinner let us know i mean anything that we can do We, we want to see marriages get better yep Okay. Or or you could come on our marriage cruise that we're doing in February. We still have space yeah. available for that. And that is just going to be yeah. so Amazing. much fun. We'll be teaching the six secrets of every secure marriage. Yep. We'll probably be doing some stuff with the relationship roadmap. Yep. We'll, we'll be doing experiential things on excursions yep. and places on the boat and at dinners. And it's a hands-on. It's not just book learning. It's actually doing yeah. learning. It's it's going to be so yeah, be much awesome. fun. We're we're excited about that. Yeah. And and if you want information about that, you go to securemarriage.com and up at the top of the page there's a Cruises. cruise button. Yep, and get all the information there. Or yep. again, email shannon at securemarriage.com. Oh yeah, and email she'll be me. glad to answer all of your questions. For sure. And me too. It's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. So, anyway, I think that's it for today. Yep. Thanks for listening everyone. We'll see you next time. All righty. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.